Hishik Hoynishte Eres is Iana Ushler, Father Saguni Kor, Erin Tigetal, Chiasamahan, Hainis, Son of Van Kela, Ohasar of Folcha Arero, Gutti, Orson Oktroner, and Okot Special, the Shagas Mutte Brunner, Graden, Er Eat Son at all, Erkt Janta Ako, Er Son Winter Neherin, Erlar. You're all very welcome this evening to Oris and Uktron for what is a very special occasion, the, president, the presentation of the Presidential Distinguished Service Awards. And I know that many of you have travelled very long distances so that we might be together tonight. And I want to say how grateful I am that you made those journeys, journeys which whether from Brazil or Britain or the United States are in themselves reflective of our history as a diasporic people, so Firkin Fulcherov Iliuk. In these centenary years of our independence, Irish people here in Ireland and around the world have commenced a very intense reflection on the complexities and on indeed often colliding versions of our national past and on some of the nearer foundational events in our long and unremitting struggle for national freedom. The 1916 Rising, the War of Independence, the formation of the First Thaleran, which was a democratic assembly of the Revolutionary Irish Republic, which had followed the election of 1918. A singular event, occurring as it did between the Rising of 1916 and the War of Independence, and that tragedy for so many families that was the Civil War. We've recalled in recent years, and will recall in the coming years, the men and women who made our revolution through the women's movement, through the national movement, through the labour movement, and through cultural revival and innovations. They all in their way sought not only to inspire, but to evoke a concept of the nation. The nation for that revolutionary generation was neither a national territory nor a collection of institutions, as important as they may be, but a people, a people bound together by a shared culture and shared heritage. I rocked Marhagen with their enelge, a shared language and a shared consciousness of the past. The ideal of the Republic that was proclaimed in 1916 reflected the coming together of the thought of Patrick Pierce and James Connolly, and this shared vision extended into the democratic programme of the First Thole, which we'll celebrate in January. It was both radical and emancipatory. It was and still constitutes today a vision of Irishness that is at once expansive and inclusive, one capable of summoning our finest qualities, our capacity, our fedrokti, for compassion, for solidarity, for creativity and for courage. And with our long history of struggle and suffering, of thwarted triumphs and difficult failures, any narrow nationalism would be insufficient for the delivery of that vision expressed a century ago. A spirit of generosity and friendship, something that flies beyond borders, is required for such a task. That spirit and those qualities of inward being and an inclusive outward gaze, which so exemplified the best of our Irishness, have been practically and magnificently demonstrated by our honoured guests this evening through their lives, their work and their example. 
and through the Presidential Distinguished Service Award, we have the opportunity to recognise the place and significance of the migratory experience. And within it, those who have shown remarkable courage and solidarity with both their fellow Irish and with those with whom they have made a life and a contribution. They are Irish out of Ireland who have expanded the frontiers of human knowledge and through their thoughts, their words, their actions have elevated the standing and reputation of Irish people throughout the world and enhanced our fragile, shared humanity. Is mean lum falcha ararov, nihawan, nafaichori, then gratamatame pronare nistiani, I will marchete lere nilge, kyarnur unukteronum hervish jarshna de goel harlear, ak rhythm winter sakocha kma, akthafisam, garhashtel rindaki akar more levelian anacht. The United States has been a refuge for Irish migrants fleeing hunger, poverty, political and social oppression, so much so that in the nearly two and a half centuries since that republic was established, millions of Irish people have come to call the United States their home. At the dawn of the 20th century, there were nearly as many Irish-born men and women living in the United States as in Ireland. We must remember that in 1901 the census tell us more Irish people born in Ireland lived outside of the island of Ireland than on the island of Ireland. There is now perhaps no deeper relationship between two peoples than that which exists between the peoples of Ireland and the United States, and that enduring bond has been greatly strengthened and deepened by the labours, for example, of Dr John Leahy, for many years the president of Quinnipiac University. I had the honour of meeting Dr. Lahey last March at the opening of the Coming Home Art and, great, and the Great Hunger. An exhibition that owes much to his efforts and will come to be seen in time as a landmark event in our continuing attempts to understand the full complexity and totality of the famine, both in terms of its source, its causes and its legacy. When we think of Irish migration too, we often, so often, reach to the late 19th century and call, as I have just done, in North America, Britain or Australia and New Zealand as the main destination of Irish immigrants. That is understandable. Those who fled there seeking to escape famine or find opportunities in new lands. Yet as monuments to Bernardo Higgins and Francisco O'Connor in Chile and Venezuela attest Revolutionary Irish emigres had in previous centuries played a significant role in the history and later struggle for independence in several countries in South America. So may I thank Professor Munir Hamoud Mutran for sustaining and maintaining that important Irish connection in South America, a connection that was forged in the struggle for liberty and independence, and of course in the case of Roger Casement, one that constituted a founding moment in the history of human rights, Derechos Humanos. In Australia, the first Irish prison ships to land in Botany Bay contained many of the 1798 rebels. They were followed in time by Irish people seeking a new life amidst the southern oceans, some of whom were fleeing the famine, including my grandfather's brothers and sisters. Last October, I had the honour of visiting the Australian monument to the Great Irish Famine in Hyde Park Barracks, a most moving and touching memorial 
It is a monument that owes so much to the vision of Thomas Power, who sadly passed away last year, and I'm very pleased to welcome Tom's family here tonight, and I'm glad that Tom's wife Patricia is here to accept the award on his behalf, Firkin Fulcher O'Hilliog. Emigration has been, for some, a cold and lonely experience, one marked on the margins by loneliness and sadness, and many of our people we must never forget have historically faced challenges and suffered exploitation, for example, in the labour market. We must accept the responsibilities of inclusive truth that this places on us in recognising those who suffered and those who assisted them. Those challenges have so often been overcome by collective action and solidarity, both within the Irish community and its wider society, a solidarity that was and is so often sustained by unwavering and untiring community leaders. So may I thank Breach MacDade for all that she has done for our people in that most Irish of English cities, Liverpool. In the days between Christmas Day and the 8th of January 1847, 147,000 Irish presented for poor law relief. And the Irish in Liverpool went from 419,256 in 1841 to 806,000 in 1861. That solidarity within Irish communities and with other peoples has so often been renewed by our Irish culture at its best, with our rich tradition of music and song. It is a culture that must be shared to be sustained and is enriched when it travels and comes back. So I'm very pleased to recognise the vital contribution made by Edward J. Ward. Unfortunately, Edward is unable to travel to this ceremony, so may I give a particular welcome to Edward's wife, Catherine, who will accept the Distinguished Service Award on his behalf. Sister Bridget Ty is part of the great Irish missionary tradition, not only of international solidarity, but of rigorous scholarship. She has served the Palestinian people, who continue to suffer, one of the most oppressed people on our planet. For many years she has served with them and has stood with them through some of their hardest hours, and she now stands with the poorest people in Jerusalem, facing new challenges. Sister Mary Killeen is part of that magnificent tradition too. Through her vocation has brought her to Kenya, the peoples of Ireland and the nations of Africa share, despite the great distance and space between us, a common perspective on aspects of the past. Colonialism, migration, the struggle to preserve and remake culture. And we share a common destiny, one full of potential and possibility. And through her work in education and healthcare, and in so many other fields, Sister Mary is helping make that future of hope and opportunity a reality for so many children of Africa, the continent of the young of the future. Since the 19th century, Irish men and women of the missionary orders have answered what Pope Francis has called the summons to solidarity, living and working alongside peoples across the world. In continuing that legacy today, Sister Mary and Sister Bridget are wonderful representations of our Irishness in the best sense. In confronting the great challenges of this century, we are fortunate that we can draw upon the benefits of new science and technology, the product not only of theoretical innovation and scholarship, but also of applied research. Professor Margaret Marnan, 
has played an important role in advancing both through her work in optical physics. She's broken new ground, not only as a scientist excelling in her chosen field, but as a female scientist of world rank in what remains an area of endeavour traditionally dominated by men. That is now changing and overdue. Much to the benefit of science and humanity, and for that we owe much to Professor Monain. A cordialiac. We meet now, too, at a moment of profound global and regional uncertainty, even danger, as forces we had long thought vanquished and moved to the margins of political life have re-emerged, promoting hate, division, racism and sexism. Even as the great challenges of this century, climate change, Tackling inequality in all its forms, sustainable development, await yet a concerted response. Yet amidst all the present discord and turmoil, we are also witnessing the emergence of new movements, new consciousness, which we must welcome. Movements equal to the task of building a future of hope and opportunity, a future of equality, participation, inclusion, imagination, sauliocht, creativity, krahyocht and sustainability. We in Ireland and all those who love Ireland have a special responsibility in our present moment too, to give a lead in accepting a duty of compassion and solidarity, not only to our own people but to others. As a migratory people, with a long history of famine, persecution and emigration, marginalisation, we are aware of the moral imperative to welcome those fleeing war, persecution, famine and natural disasters and to treat those who come to our shores with dignity and compassion, even if we have sometimes faltered in the past in our responsibilities. As a people who have for long centuries relied on the land to sustain us, whether in Ireland or abroad, we have consciousness of the vulnerability and fragility of nature itself, and we are witnessing, through the loss of biodiversity, the capacity, too, of man-made changes to, we haven't recognised, its capacity to wreak havoc on the hopes of future generations if they are to inherit a sustainable planet. We are now, as a people, challenged to act in these new circumstances and to do so with purpose and vigour, now more than at any other time in our history, we are challenged to summon the very same virtues demonstrated by our forebears a century ago and the same qualities of mind and spirit, of compassion, bravery, empathy and solidarity so characteristic of our people in our very best moments displayed by our wardies this evening. Those qualities are so often first expressed, evoked and given form in our literature and art. It has been our artists, our poets, our writers, our musicians, our singers, inheritors, as I have said, of a great and diverse tradition, but also innovators who have possessed the moral courage to confront Irish society with truths neglected or avoided and realities long ignored and suppressed. And perhaps more than most who has done this has been Edna O'Brien. At a time when a confident and renewed feminism in Ireland is now advancing towards equality, it is humbling to remember that Edna, with her work, was one of the first to give voice in a literary form to the experiences of women in Ireland. Edna O'Brien's work celebrates the full freedom that a writer must have, the risks and contradictions of circumstance, the release into beauty that imagination makes possible and that lifts all literature.
It is not an exaggeration to say that Edna O'Brien has been one of the authors of the transformation in the status of women in Ireland that we've witnessed over recent decades, not only through her writing, but in her enduring capacity as one of our greatest living writers. And if Edna has been one of the finest chroniclers of the Irish imagination, then surely William Kennedy has performed such a service for Irish Americans, and especially those Irish Americans fortunate to live in the wonderful state of New York by giving a literary expression to the enduring bond between Ireland and the United States. William Kennedy has been indeed and has provided a gift to both nations. So may I take this opportunity then, to think of those who made the choices, the high-level panel who deliberated on this year's Presidential Distinguished Service Award, Niall Burgess, Secretary-General, Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, Martin Fraser, Secretary-General, Department of the Taoiseach, Arthur Leary, Secretary-General of my own office, Sally O'Neill Sanchez, Katrina Crowe, Samantha Barry, and Mr Kingley Aitkins. I'm delighted that so many of them are able to join us this evening. Mar fuckel skurris min la mawikas awal, la gakin dinat or vaichori than midata jantak. Akasatoyen of akafos, few in arakatas and givrik. Quirin or good ibra no dire conha, elie, gomor la clus calm with an hearing as his cush protagus in sprajan givershad. Mila buikas is gormila maha gigalere. Thank you all very much, and you are most welcome to Orson Uktra for this special occasion.